The Famine Road. Idle as trout in light, Colonel Jones, these Irish. Give them no coins at all. Their bones need toil, their characters no less. Trevelyan's seal blooded the deal table. The relief committee deliberated. Might it be safe, Colonel, to give them roads? Roads to force from nowhere, going nowhere, of course. One out of every ten, and then another third of those again women, in a case like yours. Sick, directionless, they worked fork, stick, were iron years away. After all, could they not blood their knuckles on rock, suck April hailstones for water and for food? Why for that, cunning as housewives, each eyed as if at a corner butcher, the other's buttock? Anything may have caused it. Spores, a childhood accident, one sees day after day these mysteries. Dusk. They will work tomorrow without him. They know it and walk clear. He has become a typhoid pariah, his blood tainted, although he shares it with some there. No more than snow attends its own flakes where they settle and melt, will they pray by his death rattle. You never will, never you know, but take it well, woman. Grow your garden, keep house. Goodbye. It has gone better than we expected, Lord Trevelyan. Sedition, idleness, cured in one. From parish to parish, field to field, the wretches work till they are quite worn, then fester by their work. We march the corn to the ships in peace. This Tuesday, I saw bones out of my carriage window. Your servant, Jones. Baron, never to know the load of his child in you. What is your body now, if not a famine road? This is a particularly sombre poem from Boland, and it is also unusually crafted. So, as normal when we start a new poem, we read it first, and then we ask ourselves the important question, what is this poem about? The simple narrative breakdown goes a little something like this. There are eight stanzas, and we switch between two separate narratives with each stanza change. The first narrative is a story of Trevelyan and the Famine Roads. Sir Charles Edward Trevelyan was secretary for Ireland during the years of the Great Famine. His servant, Jones, is in Ireland watching the progress of their new endeavour and reporting back to his superiors on what he has seen so far. We see snippets of this, from its inception as a new idea to Jones leaving the country, considering it to be a success at the very end. The second narrative of the poem is presented in italics, which differentiates it from the story of Jones and Trevelyan. It is set in the present day about a woman visiting a gynaecologist and discovering that she is unable to have children. She sits in what we assume is a doctor's office as he tells her the news. Theme The theme of this poem is one we often see throughout Boland's work that of power and powerlessness, as well as writing about those who are voiceless and oppressed. Irish history is also something that Boland references frequently in her writing, and it's a big part of this poem too. A little bit of historical background for you on the famine roads before we go any further. If you've never heard of them, they were roads built by starving Irish during the great hunger of the 19th century. Rather than send the Irish people aid, the government decided that it couldn't just be given to those in need, but instead it had to be earned. The famine roads were part of a public work programme set up to facilitate this. They were construction projects that were completely pointless. 
Thousands of people were starving as a result of the potato blight. The crops failed and they were left with nothing to eat. It is estimated that over a million people died at this time. Without food and work, people went in their droves to the workhouse. These were filled with disease and death and many were forced to work at building roads. These roads, now called famine roads, were commissioned by the government to keep Irish people busy and as many out of the workhouse as possible. They were pointless, not needed and weren't going anywhere. Sickeningly, corn was being shipped out of Ireland to be sold and starving Irish citizens stood at roadsides and watched it leave. Occasionally riots would break out as people would try to stop these shipments leaving the country. The famine roads are a contentious and bitter part of Irish history. Those that remain are a symbol of oppression, poverty and heartlessness. For Boland to have contrasted this harrowing image of a famine road with a woman being told she can't bear children is dark yet powerful. The woman is simply told to grow her garden and keep house and not to be upset by the news. As if this is all she is good for now, keeping house and keeping quiet. The comparison of the woman to a famine road implies that her body, much like the roads, is pointless, going nowhere, serving no purpose now that she cannot bear children. It's an awful comparison to make, but we understand it. At the time this poem was written, in 1975, women's roles were very traditional. They did keep house and have children, so being unable to bear any, this would have left a woman feeling lost, without purpose. We have mentioned before that many of Boland's poems focus on women's experiences and issues, and this theme is clearly presented in The Famine Road. Irish history, as we've said, is another topic she often writes about, and here she has seamlessly woven both themes together, presenting them side by side. She has been quoted as saying this in the past, which is very applicable to this poem. Womanhood and Irishness are metaphors for one another. They are resonances of humiliation, oppressions and silence in both of them. And I think you can understand one better by experiencing the other. As Boland often talks about women being denied a voice, that they are silenced and not heard, this is also mirrored in how she compares this woman's experience to the famine. The Irish people in this poem are completely denied a voice. Their entire experience is narrated through Colonel Jones speaking to Trevelyan. They have no say in what is happening to them at all. This is so frustrating, especially as we can see their suffering and plight. Boland is comparing this to the many hundreds of years women's lives were dictated to them and they had no say or autonomy over their own lives. We see this comparison as the woman in the doctor's office is also denied a voice. We do not get to hear about how she feels or what she thinks about her diagnosis. Instead, it is all through the doctor's point of view. Images. The strongest image in this poem is that of the famine road. As we have discussed already, they were pointless and built to go nowhere. So the image is bleak and hopeless. To be more specific with our imagery, there are many examples in this poem. Firstly, blood is a motif that runs through the entire poem. A motif in poetry is when a situation, idea or image is repeated throughout. In this case, the blood is consistently reminding us of the deaths associated with the famine. In the first stanza, we see the image of Trevelyan's seal as he makes the decision to begin building the famine roads. Trevelyan's seal blooded the deal table. 
This also implicates them and that their decision to do this leaves blood on their hands, almost as though they sealed the deal with blood. In the third stanza, we have the line, blood their knuckles on rock. This is in reference to the Irish labouring over the roads. They often did so without sufficient tools, using their bare hands to work. They were weak, hungry and desperate to survive. The last reference to blood is in the fifth stanza, talking about a man who was now removed from the community due to illness, his blood tainted. During the famine, many people contracted diseases like dysentery and typhoid, which were highly contagious. With many people crammed into workhouses, these diseases spread rapidly amongst a population that were already weakened and exhausted through lack of food. There were also fever sheds, These were where infected people were put together so they wouldn't infect others. Another harrowing image in this poem is that of the bones Trevelyan's servant sees. This Tuesday, I saw bones out of my carriage window. Only a few lines previously, he is reporting on how well the project has gone. No longer are the Irish interfering with the corn shipments. We march the corn to the ships in peace. And he says, it has gone better than we expected. There is something sickening about these lines, the idea that idleness is cured, and the casual way he reports on seeing bones out of the window implies a complete lack of empathy. It is heartless, cruel and bleak. The bones are therefore a strong image of the complete lack of compassion shown towards the Irish at this time. Another image you could mention is that of the famine road workers who suck April hailstones for water and food. Again, this is a haunting image, one of pure despair and desperation. Forced to work long hours in all sorts of bitter weather with nothing but hailstones to sustain them. In the same stanza, the worker's situation is described like so. Each eyed as if at a corner butcher, the other's buttock. In this line, we literally see people reduced to eyeing up each other as if the people around them could be considered food. At this point, we see how people were removed completely from their humanity and reduced to animals. It is impossible to read this poem and not feel a sense of outrage. I think this is what Boland wants you to feel, to feel angry at those who were left completely powerless, and she evokes these emotions so well through these strong images. Style The most interesting stylistic feature here is the way the two narratives are presented to us. As we have already mentioned, with each stanza, we switch from one narrative to the next. Each have four stanzas. The main narrative is that of the famine roads, which is what the poem opens with. The woman's story is written in four tercets. A terset is three separate lines within a poem. These tercets are also written in italics, further differentiating them from the first narrative of Jones and Trevelyan. As we already know, Boland is comparing the woman's experience of silencing and oppression to the Irish experience. But instead of drawing a direct comparison, she simply does it in a stylistic way by laying the two narratives side by side. This forces us, the reader, to reach this conclusion ourselves, which makes for a more interesting poem. The only time we get a direct comparison is in the final lines of the poem, when Boland poses the question... What is your body now, if not a famine road? Another important stylistic feature in the poem is that of tone. With the woman at the doctor's, the tone is cold and clinical, and this is all done through how it is written. 
Despite receiving heartbreaking news, there is no warmth or compassion in the doctor's voice. We know this as instead of the delivery of the news being personal, he is quoting statistics at her. One out of every ten, and then another third of those again. And, but take it well, woman. The sentences here are clipped and short, which gives the impression of coldness and a lack of empathy. The goodbye at the end of her meeting with the doctor is abrupt and signals that he is done with the conversation. He washes his hands of her and she still has not uttered a word. This tone is also mirrored in how Trevelyan speaks about the Irish. These Irish give them no coins at all. The way he speaks about those dying of starvation is completely devoid of any feeling. They are merely objects or numbers on a bottom line to him. The tone of each voice is cold, detached, and neither of them show any empathy. In conclusion, I think we can conclude that this is a dark poem from Boland, but one that perfectly highlights topics that are crucial in her work, Irish history, women's voices, and oppression. The more you read this piece of work, the more the comparisons we have discussed become clear, and the haunting imagery becomes harder to forget. Finally, here's some poems that work well with this in an exam question. You could use The War Horse or Child of Our Time, which would link themes of Irish history and bloodshed. You can discuss outside history in relation to women's voices being suppressed. If this was a question relating specifically to strong imagery, you could discuss her poem This Moment, which although has a very different theme, features very strong and memorable images like The Famine Road. Thanks so much for listening and make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get our podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.